0: Welcome to this edition of Coatings Decoded I'm Vaughn O'Day, and I'm joined again today uh, by Mike Caputi of Epoxy Tech, part of the Tanemic line of, of protective coatings. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Thank for having me again. So there was a lot to unpack uh, talking about structural epoxies and yes. the advantages of these structural epoxies versus the you know the traditional uh, non-structural. Technologies like Tenemix PermaShield, um, and we and we talked about some of the the forces that plague uh, those more traditional coatings, um, particularly in in collection systems. Yeah, uh, can you talk, you know, just real briefly about some of those uh, those forces and 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 the the havocs they wreak on those those materials?
1: Yeah, I mean, you and I spoke many times about this, and you know, we have situations that are just occurring in underground environments where you know condition assessments might oftentimes be missing these these forces because they're not thinking about that you know when you look at water wastewater again i was explaining in an episode the previous episode people are looking primarily at h2s as a direct attack but Mm -hmm. when you go in these underground environments you have moisture vapor transmission sometimes you have new concrete that's outgassing you have hydrostatic pressure, and then you have I and I, you know, quite specifically leaks coming through. Right. And oftentimes these are held back temporarily, or with chemical grouts, or with hydraulic cements, and they may still find their way through or building somewhere else, because you're redirecting those forces someplace else. Um, you get a coating on there as young is trying to cure, and those pressures are building behind the film while it's young. You don't notice it right away, but blistering is starting to occur. Then you come back after a shutdown and you realize you have sheet-like delamination occurring. So that's the epoxy tech um, advantage is, you know, when we started formulating two decades ago with our structural epoxies and trying to make a spray version of these structural epoxies, we really went to work to try to figure out what's the best technology to deal with those forces coming from the backside. You mentioned to me many times the um, uh product line and collection systems and and some of the observations you had there, maybe you might wanna share that.
0: Yeah, I mean, just as we're describing Mike, the the below grade concrete um, structures that do have infiltration through cracks uh, or high moisture vapor transmission forces, they do wreak havoc on these non-structural materials like uh, perma Permashield. And we've observed for many, many years that the structural grade, these ultra high build High mechanical strength um, materials are able to hold
1: back and resist those forces and survive those conditions. Correct. And and the reason why, and it might oftentimes not be articulated very well, but the reason why is because the behavior of these ultra high build pace like materials that are curing um, can number one deal with these forces early on while they're young. And then also when they cure... They had enough mechanical strength, even should they be unbonded by accident in certain areas because conditions are not perfect in underground environments. They that's still right. have the ability to hold back water pressure that's accumulating. Yes, and that's a huge advantage, um,
0: not only for these asset owners, but for the applicators themselves that may have some extended
1: warranties associated with with these assets. Right, and I think that's where there was a gap in a tonemic portfolio, and that's why we're so… Glad to be joining forces because we bring this tool now into the world of collection systems and I&I mitigation.
0: Right, and so let's talk, uh, just review briefly about the structural grade materials that Epoxy Tech brings. You have uh, both a trial grade as well as three
1: different spray grade of the of these materials. Correct. The three spray versions, again, like we were mentioning in the previous episode are, are highly thixotropic. Um, They're high viscosity, so heated pleural component spraying is is required because we need to use the heat to drop the viscosity to get it pumped and sprayed. Um, Once it comes out of the spray tip and hits the wall, you have anywhere up to 375 mils without sagging per coat. That's thick. Yeah, per coat. That is very, very thick. We usually leave with 125 mils as our minimum DFT, but we can go up to those thicknesses if needed.
0: Sure. Okay. Now talk more about the Plural Component um, equipment because that can sound very intimidating to a lot of applicators. What does
1: EpoxyTech offer in terms of, of training and guidance on this equipment? Well, as you can imagine, there's all sorts of type of contractors with all sorts of experience in Plural Component. For beginners that never spray Plural Component and even for the most experienced ones, we like to bring them into what we call our Contractor Certification Program. Um, we run a, a training program, and it's not to teach already experienced PC sprayers about plural component, but it's it's to teach them about what they need to do to get our spraying efficiently. Oh, that's um, important. That's yeah. very important. Then for the beginners, you know, we work with equipment vendors and also with Tanemic Tech Services to really hold their hand and in introducing the proper equipment the options that they might need depending on what they wanna do because should they wanna to go to a manhole and do lining or should they go to a wastewater treatment plant and line, there's different options for that, for that contractor. So we get them on the right equipment specs, we do training with the equipment, we do demonstration with the material and that's, that's part of our certification program. So, these contractors, they, they
0: are provided with the proper guidance uh, in terms of equipment, in terms of application,
1: in order to, to successfully install these materials. Right. We bring them in for an introduction, but it doesn't just stop there. There's follow-up. There's uh, Tonemic Tech Services that are willing and able to go be supportive in the field with the equipment. Sure. And then we also work with a really good uh, approved equipment vendor happens to be SprayQuip out of uh, Houston, Texas that has 10 years experience with our material that also does support an ongoing support for any, anything that could come up with a portal component equipment. Sure. Well, that's, that's very, very important. And if a contractor just isn't uh,
0: comfortable or, or the job isn't uh, of size to warrant portal component equipment,
1: you have the trial grade. We do. The trial grade has been around since 1991, successfully used, and that's usually what we start people on with. Um, And there's situations with even the highest volume spray guys that they oftentimes need a solution to go trial a manual that they can't access, you know, with the equipment. Yeah, that's very handy, I'm sure. Mike, what is the cost of the training program? There really isn't a cost other than, you know, airfare, which we actually reimbursed after their first purchase of material. So it's really just time, you know, and we don't require a lot of time. But the, the whole point is to come meet meet the team, see the resources, see the follow-up that we're going to provide, sure. And also get a demonstration of the materials so they can see it live. It's one thing to see the material sprayed out on a video, which just looks like white paint going on, and to see it live to actually get a sense of how thick this is really going on. Um, and then we also do a lot of destructive testing so people can get an idea of, you know, really the brute strength of these materials once they're cured. So really, they're out nothing
0: but their time. So you know, to learn more about the the epoxy tech uh, materials—it's—it's it's just their time.
1: It's just their time.
0: That's, That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, so, Mike, these structural epoxies have many advantages. Um, you did mention in the last episode there are other technology types out there that are also used in the same manner. Why did epoxy tech um, land on the epoxy technology versus some of
1: these other materials? Well, you know, we're a manufacturer, so we also experienced with ex- ex- experimented with other technologies. You know, when we're first looking to build something to hold back eye and eye, the options out there were obviously, you know, multiply impregnated matte fabric systems that really give high mechanical strength once cured, but they're labor-intensive. Very labor-intensive. And they're over-designed because at the end of the day, we're dealing with low pressures in these collection systems. We're not in the petroleum industry. We're not, you know, reinforcing columns of bridges. We're really just taking care of, you know, Low pressure forces, you know, hydrostatic forces, uh, sidewall pressures. So we didn't need to over-design that and make something labor-intensive. Sure. At the same token, you know, there's other, there's other polymer technologies. For example, there's polyureas and there's polyurethanes. And those technologies can provide a decent strength film, but they lack in the moisture tolerance and they lack in the surface forgiveness and they're also difficult to repair. So we chose epoxy. Um, Epoxy has been proven; um, they're forgiving in underground environments. Sure. They're versatile; they're easy to design with and formulate with, um, but they're also easy to repair. Um, it's not that we want to have a problem, but should a problem occur, you want to have a solution where you can go patch and repair and go. Um, some of these other technologies can be quite, quite detrimental once they start having a problem. Sure,
0: yeah, and very difficult to repair, as you mentioned, and just even difficult to uh, to apply and install.
1: Correct, so. and you know, don't forget to have a true watertight um, sealed system, you need to be bonded to that host, right? If you have an annulus that's occurring where if you're not fully bonded, even mm. if you can hold shape and have the perspective of being structural because you're holding shape, but you're not fully bonded, water is just going to trickle down the backside of that film and enter into channel right. and the invert anyway. So you're not really stopping eye and eye. So we chose epoxy because also of great ability to adhere and also adhere to damp or, high moisture situations. I Mike, that is so important.
0: Uh, just that concept of of having a bonded system to that host substrate. That is truly uh, offering I and I abatement versus some of these other materials that may unbond and that water infiltration just finds its way around
1: the shape of of that lining. That's that's a, a very critical distinction. Correct. It? You know they may look pretty and they may hold shape and they may stay as a strong film but if they're not fully bonded and eventually they have an annulus occurring between the host and between their coding, a true INI professional is not going to have an INI abatement. You know, you might have a good H2S system, but he's not going to have true INI sealed system. And, you know, if you really want to reduce INI at the manhole level, you might as well invest in the right technology that actually seals it foolproof.
0: So, Mike, we're talking about INI and embatement in in collection systems, and there, and there are a lot of manholes out there that uh, that are made of brick. Um, in addition to that, that concrete are the brick manholes? Do they are are they
1: coatable with these structural epoxies as well? It depends on the situation. You know, you have some brick manholes that still show their binder in place, which gives you a decently uniformed surface profile to coat on. You know, and if we can, if we can encapsulate that with the binder in place. We'll lock everything down once it's cured. But then you have some manholes where the binder is completely gone. You have big bricks actually missing um, and you have all sorts of irregularity. In situations like that, even a ultra high film um, such as a CPP spray liner, it's going to still struggle to bridge everything. Sure. So in those cases, you might want to use a resurfacer and get the profile uniform before you go on. But ultimately, yes, you know, we can tackle brick manholes, a precast, we can tackle even steel. Um, there are some disadvantages of the product as well on, on certain substrates. Yeah, talk to us about the disadvantages. You know, the structural epoxy, we've we've
0: covered a lot of ground in these last two episodes. It almost sounds too good to be true. What are some limitations of the structural epoxies? Yeah, to be
1: quite transparent, you know, we when we designed these products, our our design intention was holding back eye and eye mainly on concrete and masonry surfaces. Um, Our contractors have gotten very creative in bringing them elsewhere, but they do have limitations. They're not to solve all for everything. Um, For example, there's still ultimately at the end of the day, a decently rigid system. Mm -hmm. So because they're a rigid system, you don't want to be going over joints or expansion joints or control joints. You also don't want to be bringing it onto thin wall steel. Now, if you have stiffened thick steel, that's fine, especially with a lot of pitting. It has a great advantage to fill the pitting and give you a liner all, all in one uniform. Application, but if you have steel that's going to be moving or steel that's too flexible, you know, it's prone to crack with sure. that steel because it is rigid. So <clears throat> right. I would stay away from certain applications like that that require flexibility. So, uh,
0: that, with that being said, I mean, there's still a lot of areas within the collection systems, these underground uh, structures, manholes, and lift stations and, and, and the like. Different materials we've got, we've covered uh, with brick and then there's concrete and, and thicker walled steel. Uh, it sounds like those are all still viable areas for the structural epoxies. We still have to perform, you know, surface preparation, right? We still need to conform to these these industry standards and, and provide this, this surface preparation. And that's a
1: difficult thing to navigate because there's really two, two schools, two worlds out there with standards. You know, if you go above ground to the wastewater treatment plant, you have more spec-driven standards uh, yeah. from paint. You know, so you have paint spectrum and standards where if you go in underground, a lot of the standards were developed from CIPP lining um, where they they have lower standards on prep. And and quite frankly, it's logistically challenging to go in there and bring abrasive blasting. So oftentimes you find high pressure water jetting or or hydro blasting um, in the underground collection world because you need to clean and you need to, you know, remove unsound concrete without bringing in more more complications with abrasive blasting. So you typically you'll see two specifications that we have. One is for above ground and one is for underground for those situations. And the reason why we could bridge standards in underground a little differently is because we do rely on the mechanical strength and the hoop strength of taking a taking the taking the shape of the host and, and working with the host. Mike, this
0: has been a great introduction to the structural epoxy technologies and uh, epoxy tech. How can our audience learn more
1: about these materials? Well, I always encourage them to go to the website, which is epoxytek.com, um, without the H, so epoxytec.com. But the most important thing is to get in touch with your local tenemic rep. Um, we're integrated now with tenemic. Um We're live with tenemic and the reps have been trained, and they're ready to take questions and help with submittal packages. Excellent.
0: Thank you for your time, Mike. Thank
1: you.